This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Lots going on, summer coming upon us. Our encouragement to you is, oh, plan some whiteboard days for your children, for yourself, for your family. Just clear the decks and don't put anything on the day in the schedule. If if there's any way you can do that, a day or two, a whole week maybe. Secondly, we have been offering Loving Life as an At-Home Mom, which I wrote a few decades ago now. Uh, Original title was The Stay-at-Home Mom. I know a lot of you who listen to us are stay-at-home moms, and a lot of you are moms who work part-time or full-time or work from home. This book is chuck-a-block full of mothering helpful tools. And we want to give some away. So if you would just be willing to come to our website and subscribe, that only means that when we send three or four times a year something out, you'll get it. Okay? And give us your hard address. We'll send you a copy of Loving Life as an at-home mom in the mail. And thank you, dear friend from Australia. Your book is on the way. Thanks so much for those of you who have already taken advantage of this offer. We have a wonderful thing to look forward to on June 9, and I'm calling it the marriage reveal. You know, we have wedding reveals and house reveals and isn't the engagement ring a reveal and and the, the new season of gowns is a reveal. Everything is a reveal. I was thinking about this couple who I'm going to introduce you to, and I'm calling it the marriage reveal. This is a real marriage, a marriage that has been through the hardest of hard times and are celebrating the best of best times. But it took a lot, and it started with a commitment they made to God that they would live with this man and this woman till death do them part, which meant they were going to stay no matter what. So I hope you'll join us for that on June 9. And then the last thing I'm going to tell you is that we are taking the small fee, which we normally charge for a series called Choices Matter, off for the summer. So during the months of June, July, and August, if you would like to see, listen, the there's an audio and a video, and there are handouts available as free resources um, for the series called Choices Matters. It's 24 hours of teaching by yours truly, and it is four, uh, four subjects that we stick to around here at Homemakers, who you are as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker on six hours of teaching on that subject. Oh, and don't forget, don't be shocked if you're watching it and uh, not listening to it. There's a very funny-looking woman on the screen, happens to be me in days gone by. Well, today I want to start what is a three-part lesson, and that's called Training the Will. Training the Will. I remember when I first came to this idea, came in touch with this idea, read something about this idea, and I was so 
influenced by it. I was so influenced because of my own personal child rearing, because of my own child's training. And because of the concept that it was a training different than a teaching. So I'm going to spend these next three sessions together talking about this training the will. The first one is training the will of you, the mama. And it will be a shorter class. And then there will be training the will of your child, part one and part two. So get ready. They're not short sessions. Get your pen and paper. There may be a handout that we'll make available. I'll let you know about that in the next session. Well, this was absolutely a key ingredient in my own life, training the will of me, the mama. I didn't get much of, hmm, I think it's fair to say I didn't get any of it growing up, at least not from my parents. If you've heard my story, then you'll remember it. If you haven't, you can find it in our archives. But my mother was 14 when she conceived me, my father 15. My father did not know that I had been born until I was three years old. They married and lived very unhappily together for the next 10 years and then divorced. So my, my chronological history is a little sketchy and spotty. But in God's providence and protection... He provided incredible resources into my life. The first three years of my life, two older women, they called themselves spinsters in those days, took me into their home. I've never met them. I have one picture of them. But I have been told about them from my grandmother and aunts um, that they loved God fiercely. They loved me fiercely. They prayed for me, they cradled me, and cribbed me, and took me to church and sang hymns of the faith to me. I believe that settled deeply in my soul. My years since then have been checkered with amazing women of faith who took the Titus II principle, which is older women teach the younger women. I know some of you are saying, but I have nothing to teach. Well, then give your life perspective away. And I was in my 40s when seven women came to me and said, would you mentor us? And I said, no, unilaterally. If you've listened to us at all, you've heard me say this before. It's always still a shock to me. I just said, no. Like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Not ever. I'm not qualified. Can't do that. After a year of their persistence and God's persistence, of which I thankfully heard, he reminded me, if for no other reason, I should be reciprocal because my life has been dotted with older women. May I tell you that I still have incredible older women in my life who are teaching me, encouraging me, holding me in prayer, reminding me, as Peter said, things I already know. So I first want to say to you, Mama, there are three things, or that are four things, that I would like to remind you that need training of a will, your will. And that's the desire to have clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands and a pure heart. Now the psalmist tells us that those who have clean hands and a pure heart will ascend to the holy hill. Clean hands and a pure heart. 
And I want to read to you just from the book of Philippians a couple of verses which have been very influential in my life. And if you have been in the church at all, you have heard them yourself. I do not consider that what I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The desire to have clean hands and a pure heart is a desire that we can have. And we can, as Paul tells us, press on toward the goal. He starts that by saying, I have not obtained it. I have not reached the goal, but I'm pressing on to make it my own because Christ Jesus makes me his own. So as we draw close to God, as we choose to seek him, to obtain this goal of pressing forward, obtaining what is the goal, I press onto it and make my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Now, all I want to say to you is that seems very simple, and it is. And if you are someone who's been listening to these podcasts and listening to me and have never made a surrender, what I call a surrender, I call it the first surrender of many surrenders by saying, I want you, God, to give me what I need to have this kind of goal, to have this kind of desire, to have clean hands, doing the things you call me to do, and a pure heart, which leads me to do that. Today would be a great day to do that. It's a simple choice to saying, just as God has given us choice, I want you to be the Lord of my life and not me. I do weed widely, very widely. And um, I have almost no boundaries on my reading at this time in my life because I feel like I have a good checks and balance of what I read. Be careful what you read. Make sure you know what you're reading and make sure you can handle it. But a saint... Um, in the Catholic Church, Ignatius was his name. He's really quite famous. And he was Ignatius of Loyola, which is a place. And I went to Loyola College, so I've always been relatively attractive to him. And he says, sin is an unwillingness to trust that what God wants for me is only my deepest happiness. Shall I say that again? I'm I'm struck down by it every time I say it. I'm struck down by it, girls. Sin, sin, my sin, if there's anything that I do that's not good and right and clean and pure before the Lord, it's that I'm unwilling to trust God, that what God wants for me is my deepest happiness. Instead, David Benner, who is a writer in today's culture, a psychologist, actually, a theologian psychologist, he says, until I'm thoroughly, absolutely convinced of what Ignatius says, I will do everything I can to keep the controls of my life in my hands. And Benner goes on to add, because I know better than anyone else, I hope you will join me and Millions of people and certainly millions of women around the world who have made the desire to have clean hands and a pure heart. Secondly, training the will of a mama, it's never too late. Did you hear me? It's never too late. It's never too late. I can never say that often enough. I have 
been privileged to speak to thousands of women around this world for over 30 years now. And I can't tell you how many women have come up to me and said, uh, it's too late. It's too late for me. My kids are grown. It's too late. And I say to them every time, it is never too late. Simple things like organization. I've taught quite a bit about organization because organization is something I was deeply unaware of in my um, early adult life. And when I became an organizer uh, of my own private belongings, I became zealous about it. My husband often laughs about some days he wishes we were back in the messy days. There wasn't as much to do. Well, that's because we spent all our time looking for things instead of knowing where they are. But it's never too late. And the young mom came to me and she said, I have kids, teenage kids, and they're pigs. They have food in their room. They have clothes everywhere. How could I possibly go back and train them? And I said, oh, it's never too late. You put those children in front of your face and say, I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me because I did not know this myself. But now I know it, and we're all going to do it together. It's never too late. I often think about an amazing piece of statuary in this world called the David. Hmm. It was a block of marble, a block of marble, and Michelangelo recreated it. Ruth Graham Bell says, Five I have, each separate distinct, a soul bound for eternity, and I, the blind leader of the blind, groping and fumbling, casually concerned by my turns, undisciplined, I seek order and command discipline and shape. I who need, O thou, O God, who seest the true heart, deep desires, and that each of my shortcomings and each sad mistakes supplement and overruled by you, Never let our children be the victims of our not trying. Ruth Graham Bell, her children are still um, models of that kind of training. She did it so much on her own because Billy Graham was gone so much ministering to the souls of others. There are two verses in Isaiah that I love to fall back on, and I do fall back on them quite frequently myself. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, and my ways are higher than your thoughts. It is never too late. And then, step number three, just start. Start somewhere. Start somewhere training your own will. Be authentic. That's what I told that young mom. Go in there and tell those teenage kids, you're dreadfully sorry. You wish you had known this, but you didn't, and now I do. And then go for it. Be authentic. Authenticity and transparency, vulnerability are great gifts to give to your children. And then lastly, fear not. Fear not. In the Old Testament, there's a wee little book. Some of us say, hey guy. Others say, hey guy. But Haggai says, fear not. Fear not. How many times I've thought that, fear not. He also says, fear not, because I hold all the silver and gold. I, God, am in charge of all the silver and gold. And sometimes I think about that passage because he's talking about the building of the temple in Jerusalem. And they needed a lot of silver and gold. And I think about the temples that you are raising your children 
who are precious before God, far more precious than silver or gold. They are gifts of God. They are created in his image, as are you, Mama. So begin wherever you are. Start quickly. It's never too late. Desire to have clean hands and a pure heart. Always be in the process of training the will of you, the Mama. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. Thank you for joining us. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of continuing your training in your own will.